This is Joe Renee Feeler. Welcome to this month's gifted webinar. I am so happy that you're here today. I detect a very special message <laughs> that we are all in store for, and I don't know who asked for it. I know I'm always open for it. So anyway, let's get started, okay? I always like to start with some nice, deep, conscious breaths to help us focus in our heart-centered space where we are literally the closest to our God frequencies. So nice, deep breath, please, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Relax your shoulders. There we go. Okay, just again, relax. Okay, placing your attention in your heart-centered space. So if you still feel like you are running energy through your brain, especially through the left hemisphere of your brain, I really encourage you to imagine that there's an elevator in the middle of your head. And we are just focusing on that elevator, just dropping very gently and gracefully all the way down through our heart. Perfect. And right at our heart, it's almost like the doors of the elevator open. And you can step out of that elevator and just... Ah, there we go. There's a whole different energy signature <laughs> that's available to us uh, in that space, in that part of our heart chakra, literally. So, welcome, <laughs> now that you're there. <laughs> oh, so, again, my name is Jill Renee Feeler. My website is www.beaconforlightworkers.com, just all traditional English spelling, beacon, like a beacon of light, for F-O-R, and then lightworkers, L-I-G-H-T, workers.com. So, what are we doing here today? <laughs> so, every month, what I um, offer at no charge and with really no strings attached is simply a message to assist us in truly experiencing the unique aspect of God that we each are. So, it's not you, you know, coming into my heart space and experiencing my God frequencies. I'm doing that, but it's really more as a demonstration to you for you to do the same thing. With absolutely everything that I offer, I'm encouraging you to take that next bold step into an even deeper level of yourself 
the unique aspect of God that you are, because we all win by each of us truly having a deeper and deeper appreciation um, for animating and being and operating from the unique aspects of God that we each are. There is one supreme energy source. There is one eternal God energy, and we are each a unique aspect of that. We each have a unique soul signature. We each have our own rhythm and vibration to who and what we are. So it is um, supremely special to be in humanity, experiencing humanity at this time, and being consciously aware of this unique connection to eternal energy, to God that we are. So, wow, (laughs) right? Okay, so what's unique about what I do? Uh, there's a lot of unique things, actually, uh, to who and what I am and what I offer others. And in a way, I just want you to <laughs> kind of decide that for yourself. Um, there are definitely unique perspectives that I offer. But more than anything, um, I I truly um, resonate with the idea that we each have a very special way of demonstrating the light of God within ourselves. I love, love, love the light of God that I am. And I love the light of God that you are. And I see that more and more of us are really recognizing that we don't really feel whole and complete yet. Um, But that's a process of realizing that there are stages of wholeness. You are a whole and complete being right now, but you don't feel that way. And I completely honor and respect that. The game, as it's been on Earth, hasn't been set up for you to experience the wholeness that you are. So I not only talk about it, I live it in my life. I love my life and I love who I am and how I experience myself in this reality. That doesn't mean every moment I'm very likable (laughs) because we all have a wide ranging um, set of vibrations and energies that we can operate from and choose to be at. Um, But it's all available. They're all those vibrations are right alongside each other. So um, there's a lot of kind of benefits to me being alongside in human form at this time and um, experiencing and knowing myself as a wide range of of, uh, collections of vibrations and all these things. And I just love the opportunity to share the insights that I get. Um, I do have very unique insights to share with reality and humanity at this time. And I love doing that. So anyway, I'm here to support you really in any way that I can. All right. Okay. (laughs) So with that little bit longer intro than was probably needed, um, the format of the show, like we typically do, I'll talk a little bit about current events, and then we will get to the special topic today, and the special topic is, and sometimes I don't know in advance, but today I did, uh, creation consumer to conscious creator, and I'll talk more about that title and, and why we titled it that. Uh, when we get to the special message. but So current events, special message, and then we will do some Q&A. So if you are on the line live and you have something that you want to share or ask, um, please click star two, and that will raise your hand in the queue so that I know that your hand is raised. But I won't get to that until we get to the Q&A time. And I'll also be watching in the Q&A box. There's a little text box where you can ask questions or offer insights or Uh, whatever you'd like to do there as well. I do like to keep things on topic. Um, 
or somewhat related. <laughs> so we'll see how things go with that. And then after the Q&A time, we'll offer a very special meditation, which includes a lot of activations and really helping us further experience the wholeness uh, of spirit that we really can know in our human experience. So, and some question that. That's, that's okay. It's good to question things. But are you open to receiving the light of God that you are? That's the bigger question, isn't it? Yeah. Not so much of a leap, you guys. It's more of a gentle seating down and where the seat that's always been made for you by you. Okay. Very nice. <sighs> All right. I'm so happy to be here. By the way, I'm doing my video recording in a new spot in my house, and I'll see how this feels. I'm not using the screen behind me. Um, so we'll see how distracting that is. Sometimes with a lot of other things going on behind me, there's there's like too much to focus on or too much to uh, to kind of play with. So anyway, um, we will try it here and I'll see kind of how it feels. All right, it's very nice. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Alrighty. So current events. Okay. So we haven't had a gifted webinar since we had the retreat. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know where to start with talking about the retreat. It's hard to put into words, but, um, Oh my gosh. So, um, 16 of us, including myself got together in park city, Utah in the Western and like the Rocky mountain area of the United States, um, in this beautiful state, which is very close to Idaho where I'm from. And we had an evening on Friday and we had all day Saturday and then we had Sunday until the evening together. It was unlike anything I could have dreamed or anything I could have imagined or anything I could have scripted or planned in my humanness as Jill. It was, um, it was so supremely divine and I, the 16 of us are still kind of uh, chatting and, you know, sharing things on Facebook about how it's continuing. So we didn't have that post retreat crash, which is very common when we are accessing these wider and wider vibrational fields of ourselves is that then we come, come back home and reality sets in. So I'm very delighted at that as almost like a sign of evidence of not only where we are just vibrationally when we step into an experience like a retreat like I offer, but as we're able to sustain it and hold that that range um, as we proceed back into our regular day-to-day -day routines, that is such an important factor of our expansion and of, I would say, an authentic ascension experience is are those highs that you um, experience and allow yourself to create, are they sustainable? Or are they blips in your schedule where you become addicted to the highs, but you don't really have a way of making sense or have a way of rationalizing or even just understanding why there are those other kind of ranges of uh, or, or slots on the scale of your vibration and why do you go back and forth between them? That is such a huge part of what I offer and share in terms of a meaningful perspective of what's happening here with the expansion and then temporary contraction so that we don't go into self-judgment and we don't go into self-doubt about the eternal light that we literally are. 
Okay, so that was kind of a positive attribute, but there are many things that we did at the retreat that literally are difficult to describe, to describe unless you were there. Um, I do want to mention a big thank you, though, to the many who were there in spirit. We felt your presence, and we're very glad that you joined us. Even if you weren't there for whatever reason and the physical, your presence was felt, we knew there were way more than 16 of us, not just, you know, not just our teams and expanded um, expanded selves, our highest self, but so many of us that really knew that something special was going on that weekend. So we included you in every circle and in every one of our experiences. So thank you for supporting us in all the ways that you did. Um, it was felt and noticed, and I hope that you are feeling an upgrade and an update in your energy field as a result of what took place um, that September, I think it was 18th through the 20th. So Ah, wow, 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 wow. Okay. So will I be offering future ones? Yes, <laughs> I definitely will. I don't know if they'll be in Park City again. I'm really just kind of staying open to that. It works well for me to kind of really process with my team what feels right to us going forward. Um, it has worked out really well to do our first two there. But um, uh, just stay tuned. The, really the best place to find out what's happening and when is on my website beaconforlightworkers.com under news and events is where I try to keep everything kind of current as as current as possible. Um, I have a busy life too, and I know you guys do too, but that's the very best place. Um, not everybody is on Facebook. I know that's hard for some of us to imagine, <laughs> but it's true. Okay, so for future events, that's a great place to check. But uh, one of the one of the many things that we did in Park City, we had a human contingency at a galactic council meeting and we could feel so clearly um, the magnitude of our role the importance of our human experience alongside the expanded kind of uh, uh, metaphysical or antimatter kind of state that we are also knowing ourselves um, there, that was so um, delightful for our teams it was meaningful for us and what I'm, I think, most excited about, about the retreat is that we, the whole thing was literally envisioned and shared with me by my team as a collection of individuals who accept that they are light. They're not challenging it as much. They're not working on it. They just literally have embraced the fact that no matter what we see in ourselves or that we see in others, in our human experience, that none of that, none of it denies that we are eternally the light of God in human form, each a unique representation of that. And with the pre-retreat sessions that I had with everybody that, that registered and joined, um, I definitely kind of prompted that, that remember now, we're not just coming for, you know, for you to just, you know, be an, an inactive participant, just, you know, sitting in a chair listening all weekend. This is an engaged, you know, hands-on, BYOL, bring your own light <laughs> to the experience. Um, it's a it's a participative interactive experience and a, a small group is conducive to that large groups are not conducive to that right um, at least not in the way that, that we did it so there was I love the the way that we just literally we brought it all in um, we could feel the activations that we were receiving from each other 
even though many of these individuals had never done, you know, a hands-on healing or had never practiced, you know, knowing themselves in a way that, wow, they're activating other people through the light of God that they are. But trust me, by the end of the weekend, <laughs> there was this recognition and um, I want to say authenticity to you could just feel it in the vibration. You could see it in each other's eyes, how at peace we were with accepting that very big identity as we are a walking representation of the light of God with varying ranges of consciousness at any moment in time. But none of that denies our eternal identity. So what we can do with that type of experience is that we literally start amplifying the human uh, genetic code uh, we are practicing, and I would say more than practicing, we are honing our skill at being a representation of the divine human. We are demonstrating the evolution of humanity by even being able to have connections like we did with um, a galactic council kind of experience and the interaction that we had with each other. So it was just, um, I just feel so blessed. I feel so blessed <laughs> to be here and to be what I can be and see what I see in each of you. I just, I mean, I can't even, I love my work. I love my life. I love all the ranges of everything that I get to be as Jill. And I, I love to kind of spark that and foster that in others. And then to see it so beautifully represented in an experience like a retreat like we just had is just we so have this, you guys. We are doing such an amazing job. And to be able to say that in human form with, you know, mouth and smiles and physical hugs to see each other that way and operate at that manner so consistently over a weekend, um, enjoying food together and just laughs and smiles. It wasn't serious. Um, you know, obviously there were very deep components, but it was very lighthearted and very playful. And that's how I know our teams in the highest realms. It's not, you know, a master's level class in like a university or academic type setting where there's there's no joy, there's no love. Um, that to me is not the most expanded frequencies. What I feel and know in the most expanded frequencies, the purest version of our God essence is unconditional love that you can feel. It's It's palpable. I feel joy. I feel laughter and lightheartedness. And grace that goes beyond words and the more that we can feel that the more we can just step outside or step beyond or expand beyond any of those self-limiting beliefs that we have uh, picked up along the way of you know that questions ourselves am i doing it right um is so and so authentic are they really in the light of god like they say they are all the questioning all the doubt all the um, self, you know, beratement that we have of beating ourselves up that we that we slipped again or whatever because we don't have the context of what that means. I have oodles and oodles of messages and you know, written video, audio to assist you in breaking outside of that limited way of knowing yourself in the light of God that you are. Um, that would question yourself or question others. That would um, doubt you know, your your true intentions and limit yourself in being the fullest and most delightful expression that you feel within yourself, giving yourself freedom to be that 
um, is something that we all benefit from, and I completely understand all the limiting beliefs and ideologies and so forth that we walk around with thinking that we've got the most expanded ideology, and then we realize, oh, wait a minute, maybe that's not all there is. It's never all there is. I don't say that in a way that's like, you know, you don't have it yet. What I mean by that, that it's never all there is, just imagine and close your eyes for a moment, you guys. What does infinite source creator mean to you? Is there a finish line? Is there a impenetrable bar barrier or boundary on what that can be? No, right? Infinite energy doesn't have a boundary. It doesn't have an edge. Therefore, it doesn't have a done finished, you know, finito <laughs> component to it. It's always curious. It's always curious about another way to do things, about maybe something, maybe there's another way that I can do this that's even more, you know, feeling and knowing myself in the light of God that I am. Um, it's even more expressive. It's even more uh, deep and rich. Uh, in the eternal energies that is unconditionally loving and unconditionally supportive and desiring of win-win situations at its purest form. So um, I love it when my team <laughs> surprises me. I love being surprised and um, like spontaneous kind of aha moments where what I thought I what I thought was it or what I had been operating from in a stable kind of status quo, okay, this is working. It's like, oh wait, try this or some huge aha epiphany I have of, oh wait a minute, if I look at it this way, I'm gonna let in even more light. I'm gonna feel even more authentically, unconditionally loving of myself and of others. I can let go of judging so-and-so for such-and-such. Such. I can let go of being angry or bitter or feeling left out or whatever whatever kind of our hindrances happen to be in that moment, that we are so capable of expanding beyond each and every one of those into a pure and pure reflection of the God essence that we are. <sighs> so... <laughs> we had a retreat <laughs> and we will have more and we do have other events that are coming up um so anyway lots of events and i'll talk more about those um on the website at the end i normally do that so go through my website and how to navigate it okay um i also want to say thank you so much because um last month I was still experience. I was kind of getting over it still, but still experiencing my shingles experience. Um, if you don't know what shingles is, Google that little baby and send it love for <laughs> anyone who's got it because that was not fun. Um, but, you know, in spite of it or right alongside that very painful and um, just not fun experience was all the light of God that I am. So it was actually, now that I look back on it, so divine that I got to experience it because, and I have to read something to you. I'm going to look at it on my phone. Um, because it, it's coming through so, even it's like even more and more succinctly, as you guys know, if you know my work, I tend, out, tend to start out maybe a little wordier <laughs> than I need to. And then it becomes neater and more refined as I get it. Um, but this is kind of sums it up that, 
Okay. Whoa, lots of comments on this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, what I wrote on Sunday, oh, how funny, at 5.55 p.m. my time. I'm sitting here smiling at what my team just showed me, excited to share it with you. In our desire to become light, we, when we experience any adversity, me with my shingles, right? Our response often is, oh, I need to work on this. This adversity isn't light, so I need to work on this so I can become light. I need this out of my way first. I want to become light, but I'm not there, hence the adversity. That's a very common, I want to say, approach to our spiritual um, expansionary kind of process. Okay, so part two here. And what our teams offer as a completely different perspective amidst perceived adversity is, hey, look at all this adversity. And I'm still light. Look at all this adversity and we're still light. Okay, continuing on as I'm tearing up here. Please don't confuse experience with identity. Okay. Oh, the ranges we have to choose from. Are you working your way into light on a quest, seeking? On another range of experiencing, you are declaring the light you are, even amidst adversity. Neither approach is wrong. They simply create a very different set of realities within which to experience your spirit in form. Love and blessings, Joe Renee Feeler. Oh, man, that is such a beautiful summary of what I realized for myself. And it's funny because I didn't question it. As I was going through the shingles, there wasn't really any flavor of me that was like, oh, my gosh, I need to fix this to get back into my light body. What I was what I was knowing throughout the whole experience is, yes, this is going on at one kind of slice of me. It's obviously expecting my attention and it's going to get my attention. And right alongside it is the eternal, loving, wise, caring, unique aspect of God that I always was, always will be, and am, even in this moment. That, for me, was never a question. But what I realized as I was sharing a little bit about my experiences on Facebook and in, uh, you know, my inner circle was that some were um, kind of approaching it in... Um, Oh, God bless Louise Hay, right, and all that she's done to help us, you know, be right where we are. And there was a phase of our experience, not, and I'm not meaning this in a less than and moving up a ladder. It's just another way of looking at things, trying out humanity, trying out divine human. But there is a version of the divine human experience where we literally start to be like, oh, well, that's like a traffic violation. You're, you're in adversity. So we got to figure out what you did wrong. Uh, so that you can get your way out of this. And I felt that kind of being offered to me by others, like, oh, well, did you figure out what, what this is so that you can get out of it? You know, it's almost like, what did you do wrong, Jill? <laughs> or you wouldn't be going through this. And I was like, wait a minute, I feel that. I felt that. And I, I don't want to repeat too much of what I said in, in the previous webinar about this and the recent uh, Remembering Workshop as well, but... I was like, that's what we do all the time with very, very beautiful, loving intentions. We do it with someone that's experiencing cancer. 
uh, we do it with somebody that really has any sort of physical malady or emotional, you know, distress or really anything, we start to question what we did wrong. Because if we were doing everything right, we assume we wouldn't be having that. We don't have to look at it that way, you guys. And I would say we benefit strongly from not looking at it that way, being open to the idea that you didn't do anything wrong. There's something about the experience that is a benefit to you or you wouldn't be going through it. But that doesn't mean that you are a victim or that you deserved to be suffering or in pain or experiencing adversity. That to me is like a false ascension program and prototype that we are literally allowed to just kind of step out of that armor, step out of that suit of clothing and just try another way to do it. I have benefited greatly from kind of uh, realigning my perspective of what was going on and, and I bless um, and I'm so appreciative of everyone that saw it from a different way so that I could see the contrast and notice it myself of, oh yeah, this this is what I see <laughs> when I'm in private sessions with somebody and they're feeling like they did something wrong because they're experiencing adversity and they're really looking, they're looking at themselves like, wow, I dug myself into a pretty shitty hole here, Jill, I need a hand up. And I'm looking at them going, no, 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 you're still light, what, what? You know, what can, let's help you reorient yourself so that you dig yourself out of that well, so that you pull yourself out through a perspective and an alignment with the energetic vibration of who you are as eternal energy that never throws you in a hole and doesn't even have a place called hell. Hell really is something that we create for ourselves here. And sometimes, even in the spiritual community, we step right into that landmine without even realizing it. So I know I'm going to be there right next to you to say, hey, do you realize what you just stepped into right there with that perception or that belief system? And are you sure you want to do that? Because if you can't see your light, there's an adjustment that can be made. Because I know it's there, because I see you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get a drink of water here, please. Or whatever you're drinking. Hopefully it's healthy. <laughs> How funny. I think a TV just turned on in my house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right, electronics are at work here. <sighs> okay, very good. Oh, beautiful. All right, so let me, I don't feel like there's anything else we need to share on the, um, uh, oh, yes, I don't know if I completely expressed what I wanted to share on that whole, that whole little, tan not tangent, but that whole adjacent message there, but thank you. I so uh, received, um, so much love, so much compassion, and so much healing benefit from so many of you across the planet that are probably listening to this today. So a deep, deep bow of appreciation for everything that you so graciously offered to my experience, and I received it with the love that I know it was offered. So thank you so much. Um, you are just an amazing, amazing, compassionate, loving uh, being. And I, I feel that. And I just want to say thank you for sharing you and the light that you are with my experience. And um, 
I hope that you receive it in like spades in a to the infinite of love um, back to you. And please, I encourage you to receive it. Some of us as senders of love and healing and, and well wishes and blessings are sometimes not so well tuned at receiving it back, but um, it doesn't take any adversity to receive the, the love and grace of others. So I hope that you are, even right now, just opening your heart to receive the cycling back of that um, that appreciation and honor for exactly who you are right now and the wholeness that you are right now. Okay. Hmm. All right. Let's get started. Okay. So, um, as I mentioned, I don't always have the special topic, um, like clearly identified beforehand, but uh, clearly it's serving because we have a lot of live participants here. And I know it's partly because some of us really do like to know what the heck we're going to talk about before we do it. <laughs> so very good. Um, okay. So the title today, let me just, uh, kind of tap into that a little bit. Uh, so that you have it. I closed my Facebook window on my phone here, or on my computer, so let me go get that. Okay. Okay, so creation consumer to conscious creator. Okay, so I do want to explain the title a little bit, so we're a little bit more primed and tuned to what we're going to be doing today. Um, So we're ready for an even deeper kind of realization that and the metaphor that came through in a private session where this kind of all started to unfold, um, a private session that I had on, I think it was Sunday afternoon, um, my beautiful, beautiful client and I were talking and uh, what they were saying is they were showing this metaphor to us, they meaning our combined teams, that, you know, for a lot of us we're in an experience as spiritual seekers or experiencers, however you look at it, as it's almost like we're pretending like we're going into this amazing restaurant and we're sitting, you know, we're all prepared for the amazing meal that that the universe or source creator is going to prepare for us. And we're just, you know, we'll, it's almost like we're sitting there. We don't even need to look at a menu. We're like, anything you got, I know you're good. Bring it on over. I'll, I'll, I'm ready to receive whatever you've got to offer. And it's so beautiful, right? I mean, that is such an upgrade <laughs> from how a lot of humanity is knowing itself in a very unconscious state. That's a huge upgrade. And yet, for a lot of us, we are literally being like beckoned from within our own heart space to know ourselves and real ourse- realize ourselves in a completely different vibration. And that's where, what if we are not only the consumer of that creation experience, what if we are also and simultaneously that our unique aspect of God and the source God, the supreme energy of all that is, which we are all a unique and beautiful part of, what if we are also the master chef? What if we are also the one you know, picking and choosing ingredients that look fresh and smell yummy and that we feel inspired and enlightened by. And we're kind of like, yeah, that feels good. That feels good. Okay. Hmm. What should we make today? Well, let's try this. Let's try that. And and let's assemble it. And let's do a little taste test, as any good chef will do, um, and try it out. And, oh, it needs a little more paprika. It needs a little more salt. Or let me let me try it another way. That one doesn't actually feel as good as I can do. So I'm going to put that to the side. And maybe I'll even start over and just, you know, recreate things and, and not add the paprika. Or do, an, you know, a dish with more of an Indian flair with some curry. And um, we're experimenting with this endless pantry of you know the most delightful freshest ingredients and we are consuming it 
as the one sitting at the beautifully laid table with our best friends of the physical and the non-physical, the matter and the antimatter, in our most expanded vibrational range possible, that we are not just magnets attracting to us certain energy resonance and certain energy patterns. We are also very much recognizing within ourselves, within our soul signature, and within our human energy field, the sphere of our human energy, that we are also creating and interacting with the creator abilities of our source energy layers to create and to experience slash consume. Let's take a nice deep breath together on that one. Okay. So that's the context. Let me go deeper here as I'm quiet for just a moment, going deep within myself, deep within the purest layers of my soul signature to access an even deeper kind of um, expression and offering of what uh, we are sharing, wanting to share here and um, describe so that you can consider it for yourself, whether it is an upgrade for you and you want to play with it as a creator energy that you also are. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. I feel Mary Magdalene uh, as the 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 signature component of what's being shared right here. From our perspective and how we see you, asking you to know yourself and operate more consciously as the creator life force that you are is not asking too much. It's definitely not beyond your authority. Seeing the representation of love that you are, your intentions are pure and loving and of a win-win orientation where everybody has the opportunity to be uplifted by whatever you are creating. That's what gives you the authority. We also know it's not asking too much of you in the way that your ideas, what you can conceive of as a better way to know yourself, as an improvement in the human experience is worthy of exploration. What you dream about, what you care about, what you consider and explore is worthy of exploration. Who else is going to explore it than you? You already know that you're well past the paved road experience of being human. You are well into the uncharted territory of the divine human creation project. So what you are curious about will only be assembled 
will only be explored, will only be tinkered with by you. Please consider, maybe at another moment, what are you afraid of? We have no fear of fear, and we have to not be in fear of fear. We don't judge you when you are in fear, when you are contemplating what you're afraid of. Underneath all of those fears for someone like you is just another element of your love. Your love of this reality, your love of others, your love of yourself, your growing appreciation and love for the human journey that you are creating, consciously and unconsciously and superconsciously. So that underneath all of those fears is love. The reason you'd be in fear of doing it wrong is because you love feeling it when you know it feels right. Underneath any fear of others judging you is an appreciation of being accepted. And to that one, we would say, remember that the acceptance of, your, of yourself comes first and foremost from yourself. That creates the welcome mat for others to also accept you as you are right now. Not another version, not a better version of yourself. The whole and complete essence of God that you are right now that is growing and is becoming even more expanded and therefore feels more whole. But you are whole right now as well. The comrade slash client that our partner was sharing with that day when we were going into more detail about the creator experience versus the consumer of creation experience, she was hesitant and our partner couldn't see why at first. But they both hung in there. And what came through is that this beautiful comrade of ours and yours said, I don't know if I'm wise enough to be the creator as well as the consumer. I kind of feel better about leaving that in the hands of God and being a co-creator or some sort of junior junior creator sharer of what I receive. But I don't know if I have the wisdom and the responsibility yet. I don't know if I'm worthy of that conscious creator role that you describe. And that, our partner went, aha, that's the missing link. Let's see what we can do to offer that perspective, not, con not to convince her of anything different, not to fix anything either. There's nothing to fix. But to help her see things from another perspective so that she could perhaps reconsider it and discern for herself what felt right with that new information. And <laughs> we're going to let our partner come in here. You guys, I play... Uh, in conversations with my team all the time. And there was an experience I had a couple years ago, maybe it was even just 18 months ago, where I was imagining myself being interviewed and kind of grilled uh, with tough questions. Um, and I do that because it helps me hone my own sense of truth 
and I love it <laughs> that I that we have I have and I know you have too that broader range of consciousness that can contemplate the the perceived weaknesses so that you can test your own rationality out. I I desire to be rational and practical and pragmatic, although incredibly expanded, all at the same time. I like that part of my desire to want it to make sense not just to me but to try and be able to make sense of it to others so that um, others can consider for themselves really it helps me be me in the role that I have here so I was imagining myself being interviewed Um, hang on let me you guys saw Samson he's with us right here hey big guy Um, so I was imagining myself sharing something like this and um, somebody with perhaps even a contentious kind of vibration said, what if you're wrong? What if everything you've ever shared about spirituality, about um, the unique aspect of God, your version of truth of who we are in human experience, what if you're wrong? And I smiled at this idea of this genius question, because it is a genius question. And maybe we I maybe we don't ask ourselves those challenging questions often enough. I love to ask myself those questions. I like a sturdy base from which to operate. And I smiled as I felt the question. I was like, Oh, this is so good. I can't wait to I can't wait to kinda take a stab at this one and see how I feel about the answer. So I got excited, which is always a good sign for me. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, oh, no, you know, shut him down. I was like, I want to I want to go here. And I smiled and I said, I'm okay with taking a little risk sometimes that it's outside the bounds of what we've been able to prove with evidence in the physical dimensions of reality. And I'm willing to explore a version of source creator that I know is limitless and actually has no boundaries in a reality where I feel the loosening of the reins, where we really are like that wild um, or just, you know, carefully trained racehorse that once you let the reins loose a little bit, they fly because they know they've been given permission and because they sense the openness of the track and they know their mastery and that they've got this. The other component to it is how is the other system that we've been so sure of been doing? Haven't we reached that point in the journey, that point of human evolution where we say, we have to try new stuff? I don't see that we really have any other choices. How has what you've been so, that you, the questioner, been so certain of, how far is that getting you? How much love do you feel in your own vibration? How much love do you witness in the world? How much love are you incapable, even capable of seeing in the world? How far has the established, proven mechanism of being human, leading humanity, envisioning where humanity can go, how well is that functioning in its ability to help us thrive? How successful has it been in helping humanity be sovereign, experience freedom, and be an expression of love 
which is what it was originally created for. So just because we don't have evidence yet, because the dish is still in the creation phase and we are still testing it out on ourselves, by the way, like any good chef will do, I'm comfortable enough with ourselves, with our intention, with what I see in our vibration, to go beyond the bounds of what's been proven, what's been established, and what can be, I want to say, comfortable in a peer review setting. I'm okay to go into the uncomfortable range. I'm okay to go into the the far reaches of, I wonder if we did it this way, in a completely unconventional way. I really don't see that we have other choices. And I see, more importantly for me, the benefits of how well this is working. And I'm okay that that isn't as clear-cut and straightforward to some of a more, uh, I want to say, present-day scientific bent using the scientific uh, method to prove before stepping forward. They're obviously not wired like I am because I take leaps all the time where I know there's going to be a platform there to catch me. And you know who that is? It's me. I don't expect anyone else to catch me if I take a leap. And I highly encourage that approach for all of us. If you're going to take a leap, be there to catch yourself. Oh, my God, I get it. Mandatron just said, you see that, Jill? And I'm like, yes, I do. Because what you're doing when you take that leap, oh, my God, so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I totally get it. Okay. <laughs> I got to put in the words, though. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you know that I, I, I help us see ourselves as a sphere of energy, right? We are a sphere of energy in all contexts, in all realities, at all vibrational states. But the sphere that we feel in our humanness gets bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller. It's constantly evolving. But it is a sphere. If you feel like your ball of energy that you operate within, because it's outside of, it's outside of your, your human form is inside of it. If you feel distorted or out of whack or oval in shape, do a check because you want to operate in a sphere. It's whole, very sustainable. It's buoyant. It's it's good stuff. Okay. Um, anyway, we are buoyant. Not all spheres are buoyant, obviously. Okay, I digress. That sphere, as it expands, is your consciousness expanding. It is your vibrational field expanding, and it is your increasing capacity to hold more and more of the light of God that you are. So when you leap beyond your perceived edge of that sphere. with that authentic ascension prototype that we literally are, we expand our sphere so that where we land is still in that sphere. Let me try this again because it's so so huge. So you're a sphere of energy, and then you take a leap, the whole thing expands to catch you so that you don't land anywhere else but in the heart of you and the unique aspect of God that you are here to be, you are here to receive, you are here to share, you are here to animate, you are here to love, you are here to take care of, you are here to nurture, you are here to support. The unique aspect of God that you are is the evolutionary mechanism that expands and guides the expansion and guided the leap to begin with. It's the cause, the effect, it's the genesis and the exodus 
and infinite. <sighs> Completely and utterly sustainable in the light that it is. God, I'm just, I got even a, I mean, not only God bumps, I had like my shoulders a boink. <laughs> okay. So to anyone that would question it, they're either not built the same way, they didn't build themselves the same way as we did to have a journey like we're having. They built themselves to have another kind of journey like the one they're having. That's one kind of possible explanation for why they would question, why they would be skeptical, why they would challenge in that kind of uh, controversial kind of way. Um, or um I can't think of the word I want there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> confrontational, thank you, kind of way. Um, not controversy. That confrontational kind of way, like prove you're right. The minute somebody says prove you're right, I just kind of like, well, that's on, that's on you, brother <laughs> or sister. Because <laughs> that's coming from an energetic vibration that I am not a match with and don't want to be a match to. It's It's assuming a whole different set of criteria being necessary in order for evolution to occur that aren't my rules for evolution. So they're choosing to go about their process in another way and I'll do what I can, but I'm I'm not really feeling a lot of passion and delight and kind of going after that kind of um, framework. But the way that the questioner came to me, I, I wonder if I'll ever meet like in a human form who that was. It doesn't matter. But anyway, it was just so delightful because I did feel like there was an opening that I did want to address the question. Um, and I could feel obviously the expansion that I felt in myself by choosing to address it. Um, so beautiful. Let me see if there's anything else I want to add there. And then we'll see if Mary wants to come back in. Um, Okay. Okay, we're going to let Mary come back in. We love to offer you things that help you feel even more and more comfortable with the master chef or creator energy that you are. The one that is comfortable taking those leaps of consciousness, those leaps of uh, vibration. Because it's so important for the the continuous upward momentum and upward progression of the spiral that you are so beautifully wired to be um, and the overall torsion field of upward spiraling energy that is in motion right now, not just by you, but by the group like this, by this group and the other kind of adjacent groups that are similar in orientation and coding and wiring. Helping you be comfortable with that, helping you see yourself in that way is another expansion in and of itself. And then what you give yourself more and more latitude to kind of go after, consider, explore is something that everybody benefits from. Because what you are curious about isn't um, a tangent, even if it looks that way. Um, 
notice that what you are curious about more often than not is such an upward spiraling um, energetic pattern that by its very nature, an upward spiral um, carries the the collective vibration with it. It expands the collective vibration, the mass consciousness vibration of humanity. Now, why is that true? This is very important. Because you are in human form guiding it. That's what gives you the unique authority to expand in the way that you expand while having a simultaneous effect on the mass consciousness of humanity. Okay, now here's another kind of twist in it that's even more kind of like, oh. It's not just the current humans. It's the human record in cumulative. That's quantum in nature. It's beyond the time-space continuum. So it's all of humanity collectively getting a boost, an expansion, its collective sphere bumped outward for more to experience the quantum version of the human record, the human grid system, backward, forward, and present. There is so much genius in how this system works. And that was a huge part of our delight in getting together with that group of 16 and the others that were also participating um, at the retreat recently, is that there was um, an opportunity for us to talk in more detail about these varying layers of the grid systems, how they interact, how they respond to each and every one of you, how you are uniquely coded and guided um, from within um, and encouraged by, you know, your inner team and an outer comrade kind of team like this to continuously expand and the the effect that that has um, across the time-space continuum, across all timelines. Some of you are already aware, um, probably just a small group, but it doesn't matter how many, um, that as that field expands, as the as the those of you that are expanding beyond the range of what present human consciousness has been exploring, again, the master chefs in the carefully prepared uh, kitchen with all the right ingredients, all the divine ingredients to, what about this? What about that? Oh my gosh, what if we did this? I wonder if I looked at it this way. <gasps> wow, 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 wow. Every time you do that, you are creating a new timeline. And as you create a timeline, it is automatically offered. It's online by your creating it and animating it from your human form. You bring it online for the collective to also choose. So there are so many different layers and components. So like layers like this and components like this vertical that come together in these interacting grid systems that are literally being expanded and grown by the creator energy that you are. So you can see why it is so beneficial for you to perhaps recognize that in yourself, that you're not just this very elegant diner in the most amazing restaurant on earth 
experiencing the most delicious, tasty concoctions that's ever been created. Comrade, you're the one in the kitchen co-creating them. And that's true whether you're consciously willing to accept that of yourself or not. We highly encourage you to expand your definition and identity of who and what you are to be the big enough sphere that can be sitting in the dining chair and the one in the kitchen at the same time. That your sphere is big enough to encompass all of it. So that you literally are more engaged in the process, not just as a magnet attracting but as in a law of attraction version that is blessed and beautiful, but also literally graduating and expanding the human experience to also include the laws of creation. Because the rewriting of codes that happens there and the new creation of timelines that evolves from there is just right in alignment with the platinum age that you're encoded to set in motion. So parts of us are so delighted and surprised. (laughs) And yet right alongside that, it's like, of course, this is what this group does. This is what these plans were created for. This is why the support is here for you. And this is why you are in the positions, the roles that you are. Not just in your human framework, but in all the ways that you are as your expanded self, as the unique aspect of the supreme creator energy that you are. Surprised and not surprised. But all the while delighted. We know you can feel this because we feel it in you. Such reverence. We feel such reverence for exactly who you are. Sitting in that chair or lying down, listening to this or watching this, however you are experiencing this, we feel such deep reverence for all that you are. Please receive that with an open heart of camaraderie that we are next to you in this experience. We are not above you on a pedestal and we are not placing you on a pedestal, which is not the way that this creator energy works. It is in mutual reverence that we see you and we honor you and we appreciate you and we feel nothing but love and blessings for all that you are all that you ever were, and all that you are perhaps even more curious about exploring and being within your human journey. And we hope that now you can even feel with more support, more delight, more excitement, what you want to be in store for yourself as that beautiful experiencer, the diner in that elegant carefully prepared restaurants or casual whichever is your personal preference some of you like casual too that's fine it doesn't matter how you envision it as the experiencer but now that you also perhaps have embraced this idea that you are not just a co-creator but a divine masterful creator 
simultaneously creating and experiencing the creation. The master chef tasting its own food before it would even begin to consider offering that to others. Living it. Living your mastery, not hiding from it, knowing it's within your authority, knowing it's within your range of experience, knowing you are wise enough, intentful enough. And that's an understatement because it's more than masterful enough. It's pure mastery from what we can see. And you will know that for yourself more and more the more you allow yourself to experience yourself in that way, regardless of how others choose or not to see you. Some will never see you in this way. Please do not let that experience deny, again, as we were saying in our post earlier on Facebook, don't let your experience be confused with your identity. And that feels complete. With love and honor and blessings for you in all the ways that you are you, in all realities, across all timelines, at all vibrations. Just, I just encourage you to just be still for a moment and just um, feel yourself. Feel how your energy is working literally within your sphere. Notice the motion and the flow with the stillness. Notice the inner quiet. the readiness that you feel within yourself for anything and everything, the preparedness that you feel with the stable light that you are. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Thank you. I'm saying thank you to our team, to Mary, um, to all of you. I'm saying thank you to me, Jill, for being tuned to create slash receive that message. <sighs> thank you. Hmm. All righty. I'm going to get a drink, and then um, I'll kind of feel through the questions and see what feels good given what we just did. I'm very cautious about that, you guys, because sometimes um, – it's like the way that sometimes we expect that we're going to ask a question, like especially if we've asked it before we got started. It's almost like it, it can feel like such a different vibration than what we just did. And I really do want us to stay where we are <laughs> um, in this expanded state. So I look through the questions and I kind of feel which one is a question that we can invite into this energy that we're just, you know, we're honing it at this point. When we are literally, when we've just expanded, especially, there's a fragility to it that I encourage you to honor. I definitely do it for myself. When I've just had a huge expansion, 
you know, I don't, I, I want to be very discerning about what I'm doing and who I'm with and what I'm bringing into that because it's not stable yet. We make it stable for ourselves and we all do that in our own way. And sometimes that takes more time than others. Um, so it's a very kind of, it, how do I want to explain it? It's, it is kind of like the souffle. You don't want to talk too loud <laughs> when you've just, or start banging pots and pans around when the souffle is just out of the oven. Not that I've made a souffle, but I get that that's how it works. Okay, I'm going to get a drink. I encourage you to too. Oh, okay. Oh, rotate your shoulders, please, and your neck. Oh, I just want to make sure you're really centered. You've centered and anchored all of this energy that we're working with in your body. So wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, centered in your own bodysuit, not in mine. I'm, I'm occupying mine. You're occupying yours. <laughs> so stay centered in yourself, just like a column of divine energy. Okay, the butterfly cannot fly when its wings are off-center from its body. Think about it that way, please. Okay, very good. So, let's see. Um, if there is someone on the phone or Skype uh, that has anything that they want to share or ask, you can click star 2, um, and I will peruse the written questions as well. Hmm. Okay, I love it. What a beautiful group we have here. I just want to say thank you. I know that not everybody can join live. For those that are joining live, I'm so glad that you're here. It's so fun to be able to see these questions and know how many of us are here. It's very fun for me. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Annette from Germany. Hello, Annette. She's saying, where do our inspirations come from regarding new creations? They come from you and your most expanded self. Um, they they literally are um, kind of a, another creation. The inspiration is a creation, and then the creations come from inspiration. I love it when it's the beginning and the end <laughs> at the same time. It's like the cause and the effect simultaneously. But to me, that's how quantum energy does work. Um, oh, my gosh, I just have to... My screensaver just has this gorgeous, oh, male lion. Oh, brother, I see you. I, I have such a beautiful affinity with lions. And I have the screensaver rotating. And on my video, I'll show him. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I just felt like another activation there just from, from that. And it was very grounding, too, <laughs> so thank you. Okay, Annette, I'm sorry. Um, so they're both. The inspirations come from that creator energy part of you. If you think about it, creator energy, I mean, I love how we use, we use the word creator because creator creates. Creator creates inspirations. Creator, um, it, it, it is inspiring. It is um, expansive and all of those things. Now, are and this is, do I want to go here? Uh, yes, I do. You guys, it's all creator energy. Um, I hope that you can like begin to appreciate that even more and more and make that even more applicable in your daily lives. Nothing is not creator energy. So it was, it is and was creator energy that inspired the separation age as well. 
there was a whole group, and some of us were included in that part too, in terms of how could we collapse consciousness? <laughs> how can we, because we created the earth to be a, an experiencing place where we expand and contract and expand and contract, and we even had grand cycles of ages where there is intense contraction, hence unconsciousness, forgetting we're God. I call them the separation age. Some people call them the dark age, and we've had multiple um, uh forms, uh, I want to say revolutions, but the revolutions are going around. The grand cycle has gone into the dark age many, many times, not just in the present incarnation of Earth. Yes, I just said that, but in other incarnations of Earth as well. So it's um, it's a mind bender. It's an expansionist like trigger um, uh, when you can when you contemplate it that way. But it's all source creator. So in this reality, even amidst a very expanded consciousness um, in a spiritual community like this, or just a consciousness community, if you don't consider yourself spiritual, I guess some could listen to this and not be spiritual. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, in that type of community, sometimes we still kind of forget that, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, even what I don't like is still is still creator energy. It's still source God. It's just a version of source God that's operating unconsciously, which is offered here. Um, so again, those tough questions like that pretend, not really pretend, but that energy that pretended to ask me the question in my own little uh, consciousness field uh, offered me. I love to play in that space because that kind of like, well, what about this? What about this? Not in a like you're wrong, but let's make sure we've thought about it from multiple angles. It's important to me that it makes sense. It is. Um, and I I just consider that, that that's part of why I'm wired the way that I am. My mind is incredibly sharp and very, very capable of obviously experiencing expanded consciousness like we are here, while also desiring and capable, thank you, <laughs> left side of my brain, to be able to rationalize this and make it applicable, make it relevant, and not just skipping over, um, you know, rationalizations that beg to be considered. I want to make it rational to leave that crystal trail of breadcrumbs, the crystal breadcrumbs, for others to be able to accept it and consider it. I wouldn't say consider it first, because it doesn't matter to me whether they accept it. I don't need anyone else to accept it in order for me to have this amazing experience I'm having, nor to continue experiencing expansion. But I want them to know that it's available. That's my biggest desire. Once we kind of have something that's working here, and we do have a lot that's working here uh, for others to consider, then my biggest desire is um, doing everything I can to make sure others know about it as an option, that it is a menu item on their, you know, list of, you know, being, you know, uh, visitors in the restaurant of what's on the menu, that there's something new and constantly new things on the menu to consider and explore. That's and not always easy because there's so much inertia and sense of, you know, I mean, there are literally, you may have been this way. There are literally billions of humans that are walking around thinking, Everything that could ever be has already been done, and nothing is new. Nothing is new, here or anywhere. And I'm like, well, you must believe in a finite God then, if you believe in God. <laughs> if you are an atheist, then you believe that everything is finite and that there's there's a limitation to how far we can go. 
because that's how you get to have been there, done that, nothing new, no new energy sort of truth system. That's There's only so far you can get with that truth system. So I'm fine with that, and I don't expect very much <laughs> um, with that kind of ideology in terms of growth or progression because it's, a, it's limited in its life force just by its very nature of the belief system. So anyway, okay. <laughs> very good. Thank you, Annette, for that question. I hope that was helpful. Hmm. <laughs> John, John Goodall. Hello, brother. He's saying, I, uh, and he's from Kitchener, Canada. He's saying, hi, Jill. Surprised and yet not surprised. <laughs> my bubble is expanding rapidly. And I am most reassured to know that as I push my growth edges, I will land easily. Yes, supported by all those who love. I honor your team. Thanks, Jill. And John, of course, I honor you as well. Um, and we may want to play with the word bubble because bubble, especially in this reality of Earth, does have this connotation of being extremely delicate, like even just the slightest vibration and it'll pop and burst and you don't have anything. And the energy sphere that I know of that we operate in is actually, you know, very divine construction. <laughs> and it doesn't just go poof. It sustains us for the whole life you know, journey. Number one, it's very, um, it's got a lot of divine technology in it for expansion and contraction and, uh, you know, divine consideration and all these, you know, interactions of grid systems. It's beyond complex <laughs> dynamic quantum technology. Okay, Sandy is saying, Jill, I love the bubble expansion. Leap of faith. Hugs to you for joining us emotionally today. Thank you. Um, and that she's saying, Mary speaks to my heart, inspires me. Blessings, no questions, just love. Thank you so much, Sandy. And Sandy was at the retreat. Okay, uh, Stephen is saying, hi, Jill, I just wanted to say thanks again. Uh, you know a bit about what I've been going through. I have, he's He's been going through a, a slice of adversity in and of himself. So if anyone wants to join me, just open your hands, have your palms up, feel your heart space, and please invoke love um, with that, that it's not just a, an emotionless um scientific kind of version if if the loving vibration feels natural to you then feeling love for our brother steve and really anyone who's um open to receive um the support and love of the light that we offer the light that we are oh, support and healing benefit support love and healing from the light that we are I like that. I really like that. Okay, so just holding Stephen in um, divine grace, offering really whatever you feel led. And Stephen, you get to decide what you choose to, to take in, but just really feeling um, so much support and honor for who you are. And I'm so sorry that you're experiencing this pain. And I'm so thankful that the messages that came through recently are applicable to what you've been going through so that you don't have to feel like you've done something wrong. You don't have to feel like a victim. You can really have that light running right alongside all that diversity or adversity, brother. Okay. Okay. So let me continue with what you've written here. Uh, Stephen says, hi, Jill. I just wanted to say thanks again. You know a bit about what I've been going through. I have been studying manifestation slash law of attraction for a couple of years now. And when I was recently faced with these challenges, I kept thinking, what did I do to deserve this? How can I fix it? After hearing your shingles experience, I realized this was happening for the lessons I needed to learn and the things I needed to accomplish through this experience. So thanks again. Feel free to read out loud. 
I'm glad you said that because I just did it without even reading the last part. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Loving you so much. Yeah, I, I love you. Hmm. Nice. Kathy is saying fear as a means of expansion. You heard me, sister. Isn't that awesome? Okay, continuing on with what she wrote, she said, as a process of expansion, yes. A movement stimulating expansion is such a freeing way to feel the energy of fear. I visualize an expanding sphere that is without boundary, so loving you. Kathy, I feel you right there, sister. I just love what you wrote right there. Thank you so much. And I'm so grateful to my team for helping me um see fear in an in an in an also expansive way so that we have uh, and I I don't know at what point I get to share this I hope it's at a live event because I love to do these kinds of things at a live event where I draw up on a board this thing that was shown to me and it was expansive for me at one point where it's like love is at one end and fear is another um, so you're either in love or you're in fear and then not too long ago at some point I was just kind of like that you know that wasn't like oh that's so big you know it worked for me for a while and getting me to another level of expansion and then at some point I kind of let it go and then I saw it again or I saw it animating as another person again and I was like I was like but it's not <laughs> fear isn't the opposite of love to me anymore because love is everything so love versus fear is polarity <laughs> and that'll get you right into a third and fourth dimensional vibration which could still be feeling very expansive and very yummy and juicy and good for some people but for me it's 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 not enough anymore. And I wanted another way to look at it. And I knew that that didn't meet my broader criteria for what is. So I started kind of poking at it and deconstructing it, not in a mean, mean-spirited way, but wait a minute, that doesn't feel right anymore. Just like the master chef taking a, you know, a, a spoonful of that dish and just saying, hmm, something we could do better. Something It needs something or we need to start over and take something out. So I deconstruct it like literally as a thought. And I'm like, okay, so love isn't the opposite of fear. Oh, why not? Oh, that's right. Because my truth is, and what's been working well for me, what's been tasting good to me, is that love is everything. So if love is everything, then fear can't be the opposite of love. So fear has to be within the context of love, since love is everything, because God is love. Then what is fear if it's not the opposite of love? It can be invoked as another kind of flavor of love and if we deconstruct that fear what we will find is love and i played with it myself and i said yes 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 so for those of us in a group like this wherever you have fears deconstruct it however you do that i just like to like imagine i don't know how i do it i can't put it into words really but i just kind of like pop it open like well that's not right and i kind of like disassemble and like taking apart a toaster <laughs> And I'm kind of like, okay, what's in here then? So if I start, some people do it through a series of why questions. Well, why am I afraid? Well, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Underneath it, I know you will find love. In a group like this, <laughs> I know it. And then you can feel better about it. And then you can kind of energize whatever that love is, perhaps in a healthier, more expansive way. But underneath it is love. Okay. Oh, love, love, love. I just love all the time. <laughs> That's exactly right, Dawn. Okay, very good. Okay, we're going to go over today, by the way. Let me just make sure I've got my settings here uh, so that we can go over. 
Okay, yeah, we're good. So I'm going to go over, and now that I'm using Instant Teleseminar, not Blog Talk Radio, you won't get cut off. <laughs> so, yay. Okay, very good. All right. Okay, let me go back to the Q&A here. Okay, I know this. I know this sister of mine, and I want to say your name properly, so I'm going to just kind of tap in. Vitska, is that right? It's W-I-E-T-S-K-E, and I know you. <laughs> I know you from many things, including our human experience on Facebook. Vitska is how I want to say it, and I just I love your name. So if I'm saying it incorrectly, I I apologize. Your name is so beautiful. Okay, she is saying hi, Jill. I love everything about the messages you share. One of the things I am wondering about is what I can do in the moment that a fearful thought comes into my experience. What can anyone do with this thought that does not give it any more energy than it deserves? Oh, it's such a perfect, so it's such a perfect, like, let's make it real to what we just said. And you may already have it based on what we just said, but I'm still going to go here because it's so good. Okay, so. Let's give a very practical example. Um, I'm a mother, and as a mother, <laughs> I often worry about my loved ones and about my children. So the moment that I am kind of, I mean, it can be just the day-to-day -day things of um, I'm in fear, which isn't really fear, it's more worry, um, but that my daughter didn't get her homework done when she would have, and it's now 9.30 at night and bedtime, and <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I... You know, that's that's like a mild fear, right? But what about the fear of, hmm, they should have been home 20 minutes ago. I wonder where they are. You know what I mean? That kind of, hmm, like something bad could have happened, but it didn't necessarily happen. I have honed my skill and not giving that fear too much energy. And really, literally, the way that I did it, um, those big fears, because especially for us, given the roles that we play, mother, father, husband, wife, partner, sister, brother, daughter, you know, son, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Any of the human roles that we play, even just friends, um, we may have our own version that's kind of a go-to fear that comes up often. Play with that. Don't try to be like, I'm afraid of you, because fear of fear has actually given it more energy than we initially wanted anyway. So what I realize, and I talk so openly now about deaths and things like that with my children, because I don't fear the the physical ending the, of this life to me doesn't have the meaning that it did before um, when I didn't have this expanded consciousness and appreciation for what this life is and how sacred and special it is relative to the other sacred and special ways we know ourselves as eternal, never ending, never done, always infinite, loving energy. So we talk openly about, you know, things like that. So Georgia came home one day and I said, I said, oh, good, you're, you're, you know, you're home. And she said, were you worried about me? And she's nine. And I said, I was wondering about you. And she said, she said, did you, were you thinking I died? And I said, no. And she said, what would you do if I died? And I said, I said, I would be sad for sure because I would miss you as Georgia. Um, and she said, and she just, you know, that nine-year-old kind of like, you know, non-emotional, let's just talk about taboo subjects. And I don't really have a lot of taboo subjects in my house or any. <laughs> anyway, so we were just kind of chit-chatting in a very kind of expanded way about this. And she said, what would you do? And I said, I said, well, I mean, there's logistics when somebody dies. I mean, you have, you know, there's letting people know and funeral and all those things. And um, and she said, how would you go on? 
and I was just like, um, how did that come up? I said, I said, Georgia, I would just have to figure it out because I love you and I love my life. So I know that you are eternal energy and I would want to stay very much in my heart space to be able to tune into your eternal energy as best as I could. And that's, I'm sure the grief and sadness I'd be feeling that I don't get to hug you anymore and I don't get to see your little face anymore and touch your blonde hair and tuck you in at night and make food for you and eat with you and tickle you and laugh with you. I would miss that of you. And I'm, you know, that part I would definitely be sad about. And she was like, yeah. And she gave me a hug. And I said, and I gave her an even bigger hug at that moment. She kind of squeezed me tighter too. And I said, I said, so I'm glad you're still here. (laughs) And then we just kind of laughed and talked about dinner. But, um, it's important to deconstruct those fears because what they actually do is they help us appreciate what is right now. So for those that have lost a loved one and they're not in the physical anymore and you miss them so much, you're still here. So we can't bring them back. And I love the visions and the curiosity and exploration that's underway about how could we, <laughs> how could we span and stretch this reality to include um, the timeline of wherever somebody was, whenever somebody was. I think we'd get really crowded, but, you know, I really do believe anything is possible. So I don't know how that will work. Uh, <laughs> but for those that really want that to happen, I am not going to get in your way because it's, it's really fun to think about that kind of, that kind of timeline where they all intersect even in the physical, which is what we don't have, um, that it's not in the physical right now. You are still here, though, and there's something special and blessed about the unique aspect of God that you are, and you are still here, and the other person's energy is eternal. It is infinite, but you are exactly right that in the physical, they're not, they're not right next to you anymore, and they won't be. As far as I can see, given where things are right now and the way that we work with physical energy in this reality, I'm never going to talk you out of your grief and I'm never going to tell you to get over it. I know I wouldn't. I haven't had that experience where I've lost a really, really close loved one yet in this lifetime, but I'm not sharing just as Jill, just as human Jill with human experiences. I'm sharing and I operate from an expanded consciousness that gets it, even if I as Jill haven't accessed it or chosen to experience it yet or if in that way in my lifetime. I honor you and all of your experiences and all of them can be brought into a state of alignment with who you are right now, where you are right now in the energy field and in the level of wholeness that you'll allow yourself to feel right now. You've got this no matter what that is. And whoever, if they're still in the physical or even in the non-physical that you are worried about, or if you're fearing on behalf of others, it's important that you realize what, what we're doing in that case is we're not trusting their sovereignty, their divine plan, their divine blueprints, or the fact that God loves and supports them across all realities, just like God energy loves and supports us across all of our realities. That's what that's saying, and that's a different vibration than one that literally says, no matter what happens here, I'm light. And no matter what happens or doesn't happen here, they're light too. When I choose to know myself and operate in that way, 
I don't have as much fear. It's a state of fearlessness, truly. Um, but there are things that we can get worried about or, or kind of like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen. To me, that's not un, to me, that's not contracted to say that there are things that you don't want to happen. I don't want a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> to me, that's not like, well, that's not very godly of you. You should be fearless of a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> OMG, we get so ridiculous <laughs> with ourselves sometimes. <laughs> I mean, think of how stupid it sounds, right? There are many things I don't want in this reality that it's, it's, I mean, is it fearing it? Okay, possibly fearing it. But maybe in fearing World War Three, given the nuclear and, you know, death destruction technology we have on the planet right now and how much suffering would be at play and already is at play in pockets of strife and adversity. To me, it just makes sense that we would say, I love this life so much that I don't want that to happen. And as the master chef also in the kitchen, I'm not going to create that. I'm not going to create an energy that would foster or support or condone uh, a nuclear holocaust or World War III or any other iteration that would be downward spiraling. That's not what I'm in the kitchen for. <laughs> That's not what I'm having a human experience for. But you guys, some are. That that energy pattern is still available in unconsciousness. <sighs> Earth is a strange place with a lot of different things that can happen simultaneously. So while we are just like living and breathing this version of God energy that others don't even know is possible and don't believe maybe is possible, um, there are others that are just literally hell-bent on like taking down the enemy in the most painful, heinous way possible. When we forget that we're God... When we act as if we are separate from God and we've forgotten what God is, we are capable of tremendous evil. But that's something that we create here in unconsciousness. It's not the opposite of God. It's divine energy behaving when it doesn't know it's divine and it's forgotten what divine is. That doesn't mean I like it, but it is what is in this reality. <sighs> okay. Okay, I'm trying to decide how much over we're going to go. Okay, there's no hands up, so that, that helps me where we are in the timeline. Okay, so thank you for the interaction. I love it. Um, let's do... Uh, do we even need to do a meditation activation? Let me just ask. Because, excuse me, I feel like we did one actually with Mary. What did we, when did we do that? She's saying we did it. <laughs> we did it. It was very subtle. You may have, you may, your human memory may be like, no, we didn't, we didn't do one. We actually did. Um, in the midst of her message, we did do one. And that does feel complete. I feel like anything more, and we would actually kind of take away from the main dish that we just created there. Um, and it doesn't need a dessert. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> very good. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. Okay, so that feels good. So I'm just going to show my website just really quick here. 
um, about what is where so that you guys can see how to do things on that website. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling lightheaded all of a sudden. That's funny. Okay. So on the website, um, beacon for .com, just like it is right here. The new website is not ready, so I'm not even going to give it. It will be. I don't know when. This one still works, though. I still like this one. <laughs> okay, so what's happening next? Let's go to that. Okay, upgrade, creation to consumer, to conscious creator. We just did today. Um, oh, Oh, let me go in let me go in like linear time order because this one is actually next. I'm gonna be in Austin, Texas this weekend, October tenth through the twelfth. So if you are in Austin, Texas, near Austin, Texas, or able to get to Austin, Texas, I would love to see you. So I haven't done something like this before. Um, I'm going to do a presentation on Friday night and four different workshops throughout the weekend. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be there. I've got to say that public relations and media relations and publicity and marketing events is not my forte, not my passion. <sighs> People, I need help. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but um, and hang on before the helpers are like getting all excited because I'm gonna I want to say put some boundaries around what I want to help with. <laughs> um, and yes, I do do that. <laughs> um, so I'll be in Austin, Texas, and I'm very excited about what I'll be. Um... Oh well, isn't that interesting? Oh, the, yeah, okay, for some, here, wait, I got to go there, because right on the news and events page, it doesn't have all the cool topics, so if you hit register here, and this is where you can actually prepay, I go into all this, yeah, I was like, where's all my work, because <laughs> I received amazing ideas from the team about what we're going to talk about, so Friday night is going to be, and I've shared a topic on this one before, um, badass spirituality, honoring your own code, I love that one, no more doormat lightworkers. Um, why we don't fit in is going to be a very in-depth and very expansive conversation on Saturday morning. And I'm not broadcasting these live, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I don't have the technology support to do that and be present to share these. Um, so I'm sorry. If you're not in Austin, it won't, it won't be available. Um, but I might record it for later. Um, Saturday early evening, connecting with your highest self. We'll do, of course, our own version of connecting deeply with your most expanded self, your God energy. Uh, Sunday morning is how to expand beyond worry, which again will be our own unique flavor of not fearing fear. And some of what we touched on lately today. Uh, Sunday, uh, we'll talk about relationships in five plus D, so the fifth dimension and beyond. I love to talk about relationships um, because human relationships are such a stumbling block for some in their expansion. There's a lot of preconceived notions about what relationships work and which ones don't as we expand. And um, I love to offer our insights and perspectives about how we can um, kind of like give ourselves more room to have really, really satisfying and um, mutually beneficial human relationships, even with people that aren't even like in conversations like this with us, right? With anyone and everyone. <laughs> um, okay, so that is, that's uh, this weekend. And I would love to see you there. 
Okay, so the other thing that's coming up, and I'm very, very excited about this. Okay, so October 15th, um, I have the supreme pleasure of um, joining John Burgos uh, with the Beyond the Ordinary show. Um, he has an amazing telesummit that he was divinely guided to create. I think this is their fifth season. John, I hope I have that right. Anyway, I couldn't be more excited that he invited me to be a guest. Um, and I just, I'm so excited. So my presentation will be October 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. London. Sorry, uh, European peeps. Uh, but it's going to be archived, though. <laughs> so it's very easy to register for that. Um, and it will be shared live and archived. And I'll have a, John has this really cool system where you create a special uh a special offer and I've been taking that very seriously you guys I've been thinking ever since he and he offered it to me um, and invited me I think it was like early August that we started talking about it, or maybe July I've been like I've been like okay what do I want to what do I want to offer what do I want to offer because I get that there's going to be a huge opportunity for me to interact with people that have never heard of me before so I take that very seriously just as seriously as I do offering new and deep and expansive information to those that already know about my work so I take it seriously because I know I'm capable of doing good stuff and offering new fresh insights that are just absolutely game-changing and life-changing. So I don't want to miss out on that opportunity. Um, so the special offer I'm putting together is pretty cool and it actually does have content that I've never shared before. Um, or never shared online before. So some of it that I'll include in the special offer are things that I've shared in the physical, um, but not online. So like, 20 or 40 people may have heard it, but <laughs> most people haven't. So it's, I'm excited about that. Anyway, uh, so for those that um, are available to join live or want to join in the archive, I would love uh, to know that you're there. And for those that already appreciate my work and support my work, thank you for supporting my efforts here and, and letting others know about it. Telesummits are a very uh, meaningful on-ramp to divine experiencing for many, many people. So to be um, included in this one and in particular is just I'm feeling very blessed for this special opportunity and I adore John and his questions so I when I've listened to his other interviews I'm like oh god we're gonna have so much fun so we're not gonna chit chat I mean I do expect for those that can join live or an archive that it's going to be like today like whoa you know kind of cool so very good all right let's see what else is coming up of course. So April 19th through April 26th, I am doing my first big trip. And I've partnered with a travel expert and fellow lightworker. Her name is Gail. And she's been doing these sacred journeys, organizing them for people that do things like what I do. She's been doing this for like 20 years or something. She's master at this. So I'm in good hands. And we're in good hands as she kind of helped craft this, this trip and what we would do. Um, and then I get two days to share in a workshop at the beginning of these dates, April 19th through the 26th. So we have two days together. And given what we just experienced, oh, can you imagine <laughs> what we're going to do for those two days? And then we get to go play amidst the Mayan energies for five days at the sacred sites and just, you know, enjoying ourselves in free time and laying by the pool. And I love a good margarita. <laughs> so um, you'll have personal time. You'll have group time on the sacred journeys. Um, I just, I'm so excited. And the benefit and you'll see here i mean so if you're a traveler and if you have the finances to do this kind of price point then i you know we're going to have fun together 
why is this so small? Oh, again, that's that purchase thing. Oh, jeez. Why is it like that? I don't know. Sorry. I need to update other parts of my website. Joey, I miss you. (laughs) Okay, let's see. In-person events. I need to update all parts of my website, clearly. Sorry, guys. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. There we go. So if you register before October 31st, there is like a tangible benefit, and that's that the $500 deposit that Gil needs to like hold your spot and, you know, keep our block of rooms at the Omni Resort in Cancun held and all that stuff. There's the $500 deposit to keep, you know, to get your spot um, and all those good things. But if you register and pay that deposit, excuse me, Before October 31st, it is 100% refundable if we don't have the minimum needed to have the trip. So we need 12 to come, and we're already um, halfway there, I think, in terms of we just need six more that are thinking about coming, that register, and then once those 12 register, we're good. We're in, we're solid, and we can start making travel arrangements and all those things. So um, I'm excited to get that 12 so that we can all get even more organized with airfare and all those logistics and, you know, who's going to take care of our pets when we're gone and all those all those meaningful things. Um, anyway, so I would love to have you join us. There is something so special about everything that we do online, and I'm so grateful for the technology that we have in this timeline to work with Emmy for us to be able to interact like this is perfect and the opportunity to get together in person just like I did with that group of 16 um, a few weeks ago in Park City, Utah is just so special. Um, There are very few of us um, that are operating literally at this vibration. That's not an exclusivity or superiority complex, but literally how many people do we know that can have a conversation like we've just had over the past, you know, hour and 45 minutes, right? to get together in the physical and have these conversations, have this discussion. I welcome discussion. That's how I operate. I am not a guru. You guys know I don't operate that way. My my sole intention is for you to feel and know the unique aspect of God, the spirit of God that you are in human form. So I I'm like an usher. (laughs) I will guide you in a certain way. I will model how I do it for myself. But I'm not inviting you into my into my source energy. I'm demonstrating it. I'm animating. I'm sharing it with you. But what I really am kind of like uh, supporting is your stepping into a further state of your wholeness. Because that's where we get another level of this huge bump. We can't, this is one instance where we need more than one chef in the kitchen. And you've got your own kitchen. That's your source field. So you're good. It's all good. So April 19th through the 26th, um, 2015 in Cancun, Mexico. I love Cancun. I have had sacred, amazing, off-the-charts experiences ever since my family started going there. Um, there is an aspect of me that's a Mayan elder. So I've always, I mean, when my husband and I went to Chichen Itza for the first time, I was just literally downloaded from like head to toe from the beginning to the end. When we walked out onto the... Um, uh, the green space right by um, oh, Castillo. Is that right? I don't know Spanish. I think that's the right name for the main pyramid at Chichen Itza. I stepped on the grassy area after you do that winding path to get there um, underneath these beautiful trees. Um, 
I stepped on the green space and it was a it was a private tour that my husband and I were doing with another couple I think they were from Denmark um, and our guide kind of knew what I did when he was just kind of in the chit chat on the van on the way there so he kind of knew anyway he was at least a little open-minded because he really started to open dialogue with me later on. We would just have these side conversations about things. Anyway, I stepped onto the green and I could feel, I could feel the ground vibrating and I immediately had the recognition that there were tunnels and other parts of the site that were underneath the ground, but the ground is still grassy. There's no excavation going on. Um, and I said to him, I said, I said, Hey, do they know yet that there's, that there are other parts of the site that are under, under right here? like underneath this and he he went like this he went yes and he just like said yes so slowly totally making eye contact with me like okay we're gonna have fun today because <laughs> this is the beginning of our tour and he said you'll see on the other side of the pyramid and he couldn't stop smiling he said you'll see on the other side of the pyramid um and then he's kind of started to giggle he said that they've started the excavation and i said oh good i can't wait to see that and he's just like holy crap <laughs> you know um so it was awesome and throughout the day he and i would just I, he would say something and then after a while he'd be like what do you get <laughs> And I, w I would just kind of like, oh, oh, it's this. And then I would be like, they're going to find a portal. But anyway, it was just so fun. So I've I've felt that way continuously when I go to the Yucatan and these sacred sites. We're going to new sacred sites that I haven't been to before. Um, I did Ekbalam and Chichen Itza, but uh, Gail has like five days of cool sacred sites. And I love the cenotes. I've been in one. Um, and this will be a different one. So I'm excited for me, too, to have a new version of the experience and to be able to share it with you guys. So OMG. <laughs> so if you have the, if your budget range and economic status is in where you feel comfortable doing an, an event like this and you like to take trips, then I would love to have you join me because I know we're going to have fun. Um, very good. Anyway, so if you have questions, let me know. You can email me at jill at beaconforlightworkers.com. And also Gail's website is right here too. And her info, she's she's the the detail coordinator, so she can answer probably more detailed questions. But she's at info at a journey of discovery dot com. And again, we got here through purchase, donate, and then um, in person events. So, what else do we need to talk about? Private sessions are a you know a wonderful way that I get to interact with you, amazing comrades, and support you in any way that I can. So that schedule an appointment button is right at the bottom of every page on the website. It's very easy to select a time zone, proceed through to payment. Um, you know, you select your time, you make your payment. And then once your payment is done, then you show up on my calendar because it's confirmed. Um, so that's an option too. So many choices. Um, uh, past things that we've done, archived information is here in videos and articles. You can Oh, gosh, look at all these archives. Oh, my gosh, it goes back to September 2009. I love it. I remember when there was just a few posts. Just seems like yesterday. Um, you can search by videos. You can search by written articles. Some of you are very much accustomed to one way of experiencing my work. I encourage you to play with another one. If you only have done my videos, I encourage you to search on written articles. Um, there have been some very lighthearted kind of I want to say softer things that we've written. Those are more like the Facebook posts, but there are some heavy duty, um, like downloaded messages. And typically with those, um, 
uh, let's see. Yeah, it normally starts out with this my little standard intro when I'm talking like exclusively from the team and I feel like it's the team's voice as well as my own. Greetings and blessings. We are a collective consciousness of guardians of the golden ray, uh, which I love that. But anyway, those are different. And many of those ones um, have been published in the Sedona Journal of Emergence. I don't submit everything that I do to the Sedona Journal. It's a whole extra hoop I have to go through. Um, and I just don't prioritize that or make time for that, maybe like I should. I feel like my job is to get it out there, like on the website. Here comes the request for help, by the way, just uh, uh, to come. Um, so I, I like, I get it on my website, I get it on Facebook, and then I don't really have the bandwidth of the resources, given all the other ways I experience myself as Jill, to get it out there in other ways. So for those of you that are led to share my work in a, a, other places, um, on Facebook, on groups that you're a part of, with groups that you're involved in, um, on lightworker.org, I mean, there's so many amazing repositories of just amazing, expansive divine wisdom. Most of them I probably don't even know about. I mean, this is a very extremely connected group um, in the physical and in the non-physical. So I just appreciate any help that you can offer. I kind of get what my skill sets are, and I'm more deeply appreciating where my skill sets aren't and where I don't have passion either. I don't want to become a PR expert. Um, I don't want to be an expert in media relations and all of those things. But some of us are passionate about different things, and that's why it all works together you guys right um so for those of you that are like oh jill have you you know i know of this media um or this kind of hub of information in austin texas and i will share your link with them i appreciate that if it comes up as a to-do list for me i'm likely not to get to it i am <laughs> i'm full <laughs> in terms of the stuff that i can do that i'm very passionate about that i know i'm like I'm really, really good at and kind of made for in this reality, I will always put my name on that. I'd hold myself accountable to my own very high standards when it comes to that. But all these other parts of getting it out there, um, building a machine to support it, uh, making sure everyone knows about it that, that possibly would be interested in it, that is not my forte. And I don't really make time for that. So any of you that are passionate about it, that, that love to kind of spread the word about what's going on or what you just heard that you really liked um, or if there's a website that you love to go to for your spiritual kind of like uh, nurturing and support and my stuff isn't there and you think maybe it would fit there anything that you could do to kind of um, if you feel led to kind of like hey to whoever owns the space or manages the space did you know about so-and-so their latest message is right on point with everything that we're doing here and I think that her work should be added this isn't about me in an egoic way this is about my acknowledgement that what I offer is very unique and very special, and that does not mean better. But I know that we are not the only ones that are ready for a message like we just heard. I know it. I know that more and more of us are ready to not only be a magnet attracting, but be a, a law of creator being uh, where we are literally creating the energies that are to help keep that momentum going into this new 
millennia into this new age, this new version of humanity. So for those that haven't yet heard a message like this, I know that they're just going to be like, oh, my gosh, where's this woman been <laughs> for 10 years that I've been on this path? And I thought I, you know, I, I was doing everything I could. And now there's this whole new version of it, probably because they helped ask for it. We are constantly going more, 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 more. And beings like me that are somehow wired to offer more, 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 have the consciousness and the wiring and the passion and the ability to kind of offer something new and fresh for us to consider as we are all creators of this kind of experience, um, then it's good to know about each other. And I, there's only so much I can do. So I appreciate any camaraderie um, there that you can offer. I, I feel like we all benefit from it, from another another messenger um, to be activated by and all of those things. And that's where, you know, like John Burgos and inviting me onto the Telesummit, I'm so appreciative. But to be very frank and slightly vulnerable with you, it's very possible I could go all the way to Austin, Texas, having bought a plane ticket, a rental space, um, and, you know, leaving my family for a weekend and have five people show up. Does that suck in <laughs> many versions? Yes. Are those five people going to have their socks blown off? I hope so. <laughs> that's my intention. Um, but I don't know how that's going to go. It's very possible that very few people will be there because I'm not as well known, you guys. It's I, You know, when Wayne Dyer says he's going to Austin, Texas, there's a life force of itself that kind of like, oh, so-and-so is coming. I don't have that. <laughs> so I... It, it takes a village in this case to kind of spread the word and we're not forcing, please don't drag anybody with you. That is out of my vibe. I don't want anyone to be drug into one of my experiences, but if they feel all I want is for them to know about it as an option, as a choice for what they could be doing October 10th through the 12th that I, even if they just went to one. Um, so having five would not be <laughs> would not be ideal, but that literally could happen, partly because of me, because I haven't spent 10 hours a week like somebody who's really good and very savvy and passionate about PR and media relations and marketing and all those things probably could have done. Or somebody that had a thousand or tens of thousand dollars to spend to kind of pump the media with what's going on. I don't have that either, <laughs> but I know what I got and it's good. But what I don't have, I acknowledge I don't have. <laughs> So anyway, I don't know how this Austin, Texas thing is going to go in terms of turnout. I know it's going to be amazing, and I know what I offer will be beneficial to those who do appear, even if they're for their discernment they find it's not a match. But I don't know if I'll do more like this because I'm recognizing this isn't my sweet spot. I am much better at somebody that does love to create events like this, like a John Burgos that does it online, or some of you that are just like, oh, I imagine an event and I know how to do this. I can create an event and it could be in my hometown and wherever you live. And who would be amazing that I could, that I, maybe I, maybe you are saying that you would share and would you want anyone to share with you? And who would it be great to have share with you? Oh my gosh, what if I could get so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so? <gasps> that would be so cool. And I wonder, you know, how we could make it work, like logistics with who would, you know, would we do it online and physical or just physical? And, you know, how would the finances work? How would their, you know, expenses be covered? Uh, would it just be expenses being covered or would they make portion of the revenue? Some of you are just awesome and you love that stuff and you're so good at it. 
if you think I'd be a match for that, call me, <laughs> email me. Um, and that to me is much better suited, I think, to me. And I, I get that more and more that I creating a retreat with 16 people when I, you know, understand where it's going to be on all that stuff. I can do that. Um, letting you guys know about it online, I can do that. But I didn't even market it in Park City. It wasn't about who was in Park City. It was about us being in Park City. Um, that's what I was led to by my team. So I know this is going on and on, but I, I am really trying to be clear about what I'm asking for help with because um, I know how talented and how multifaceted, multi-talented a group like, like we is. Um, let me see if there's anything there I want to offer. Yeah, so it's better for me if I'm like, okay, I know what I would say or I would be led to what I would say and I can help you with what I would say in terms of marketing. But you tell me what you've got and we'll see if it's a match overall and then I'll see if it fits with my calendar and how I can get there and how long I could stay and would I also offer private sessions and I think about all the logistics from my side and then I just come. <laughs> and I don't have to think about whether there's water there, <laughs> you know, I don't have to stop by Costco, <laughs> you know, all those things I can just go and be and do my thing while others do their things. So that, that to me is like, ah, that would, that will be great. Or that is great. That is awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's good. So I think that's it. <laughs> Sorry we went over. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for everything that you are.